Welcome to this week's episode of the NACF Podcast. And this year so far, we've been on the walking with God. And this week's episode is about a word walk. Letting the word of God dictate your steps, dictate your path, dictate your destiny and journey. So listen up. Coming up. Because your lifestyle and your words are so closely related that sometimes the Bible refers to your lifestyle as your conversation. Because his word is the lamp unto our feet. It is the light unto our path. This is a word walk. Sing hallelujah till you come again. And we'll sing till you come again. The spirit of the Lord is sweet in here. Yes, we'll dance in your presence till you come again. King of glory, King of glory, just feel this place. I just want to be with you. I just want to be with you. Psalms. The 19th division in the 14th verse, and then Psalms 119, verse 105. I love the Psalms, but they just sound better in the King James Version. And so we're going to read them in the King James Version. Amen. Psalms 1914, we're standing in reverence to the reading of the word of God. Let's read together. It's there for you on the screen. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Psalms 119, 105 says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Amen. Our topic this, this afternoon is word walk. Word walk. Word walk. Amen. Although we are sta starting a new uh, theme today, which is keep on stepping. Let's get stepping. Something about that. Get to stepping. That's what it is. Get to stepping. That's our new thing. Get to stepping. Because we're on a walk with God. And so our topic, though, our topic this afternoon is word walk. Have you ever had a conversation with someone? And the conversation went so left, so inappropriate, so not okay, that you had to ask the question, who do you think you're talking to? Maybe your child raised their voice at you as if they were your equal. And it puzzled any real, real parents in here. Uh, your, your child raised their voice at you as if they were your equal and it puzzled you so much that you had to ask, who do you think you're talking to? Maybe your spouse was so disrespectful, rude, intimidating, condescending, or was enraged at you, and you had to ask, who do you think 
you're talking to. It might have been a clerk in a store. It may have been a subordinate on your job or a neighbor down the street. See, often it's said by you when you feel the normal respect of your position has been violated. <laughs> Who are you talking to? But even if when you're the subordinate, you have a certain standard of how you're treated and how you're addressed. I'm one of those people, you don't yell at me. Because I, I, even though you may, I may be a subordinate to you on this job or, 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 or in the church, but, but evidently you don't know who you're talking to. I'm not your child. You don't know me like that. Uh, I'm a grown man. Somebody might say, maybe you're the one, though, who forgot or you misunderstood who you were talking to. And maybe you've been asked this question yourself. Who do you think you're talking to? And it may not be rude, it may just be inappropriate, like you get a sexy text from somebody that's not your boo. And so obviously that text was meant for someone else. Because this conversation is not appropriate to have with me. So I'm wondering, who is it you thought you were talking to? So we all have ways that we're used to being talked to. And we all have things that we're accustomed to talking about with certain people, but not others. The things that I talk to my mama about aren't the things I talk to my child about. Things you talk to your friends about or things that you talk to a stranger about. And some things are inappropriate to talk about, depending on what your relationship is. So when the words being spoken violate what was appropriate for the relationship you're the question comes up when the words being spoken catch it violate what was appropriate for the relationship you're in the question comes up who do you think you're talking to sometimes we have to remind people of who they're talking to some some conversation is not appropriate depending on who you're talking to well we are on a 2k21 walk with God so the first year, the theme was walk this way. And first of the year, the theme was walk this way. So I've shared, so far I've shared that this is an ear walk. Mm -hmm. That you have to hear the voice. The voice is the voice. And, 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 and then I talked about it was a crosswalk. Mm -hmm. You can't jaywalk this thing. You got to go through the cross. Yeah. It's a crosswalk. We, Valentine's Day, we talked about this is a love walk. Mm -hmm. And uh, the last time I preached, I talked about coming out of the shallow. It's a deep walk. Mm -hmm. It's an ear walk. It's a cross walk. It's a love walk. It's a deep walk. Mm -hmm. But as I was listening to morning prayer the other week, the Holy Spirit began to speak about the words from our mouths mm -hmm. that they needed to be used to build. And it sent a conviction about the way we talk and the words that we use and, and the prophet began to tell us that, that we tear down our families, we tear down our finances, we've been tearing down our country. We've been tearing, some of you have been tearing down your church. We've been tearing down ourselves by the way that we talk. And so the Holy, Be Holy Spirit began to show me that how this fits in our walk with God all this year, we're on a walk with God. We're getting a deeper, more intimate walk with God. And hopefully it's a walk you'll stay on for the rest of your life. And he said that word that I was talking about coming out of your mouth fits our walk with God. He said this is a word walk. 
because his word is the lamp unto our feet. It is the light unto our path. This is a word walk. This walk is about words, not just the ones he speaks, but also the words we speak. And so the Bible says, let the words of my mouth let them be acceptable in your sight. And as God began to talk to me about this, I said, God, how can I make this sermon life-changing? Yeah. Yeah. Because we have sermons about the way we talk all the time. Mm -hmm. When we were talking about all those M's, one of them was change your mouth. That year that we talked about change, we talked about change your mouth. We're always giving these messages about the way we talk, but we don't change. Mm -hmm. So I said, God, what's going to change this time? Why are you sending another message about this? What, what's going to change this time? Because if this sermon is not word changing, it's not life changing. If this sermon is not going to change the words that come out of your mouth, it's not going to change your life. Because your lifestyle and your words are so closely related that sometimes the Bible refers to your lifestyle as your conversation. There are scriptures in the Bible where when it says your conversation, it really means your lifestyle. In other words, how you talk is part of how you walk. When you are walking with God, you are in full conversation with him. This is not a silent walk. This is a word walk. You will be talking the whole time. If you walk with God, you're going to be talking the whole time. You're walking with God. He's going to be talking and you're going to be talking the whole time you walk with God. So sometimes he could ask the question, who do you think you're talking to? Yeah, yeah. Even in terms of the things that we ask for in prayer, you ask for things like you don't know who you're walking and talking with. You pray for small things. You pray for insignificant things. You pray for carnal things. You pray for lustful things. Like you're not fully aware of who you're talking to. So let me ask you this question today. Is your conversation appropriate for a walk with God? Is your conversation appropriate for a walk with God. Listen to the way you talk. Is your conversation appropriate for a walk with God? Since you're walking with God, you need to examine how you talk around him. You need to examine how you talk to him. Because in case you didn't know, God likes to talk. God likes to talk. Mm -hmm. From Genesis to Revelation, God's talking. Yeah. Matter of fact, Genesis 1 and 3, by the third verse in Genesis, God is already talking. Yeah. And if you go to Revelation, mm -hmm. the last verse in Revelation, in the last verse of the Bible is Revelation 22, 21. But guess what's happening in 22, 20? God is talking. God likes to talk. There are 4,473 God saids in the Bible. There are 1,900 the Lord saids in the Bible. There are 415 thus saith the Lord in the Bible. 
And that's not including what Jesus said and what the Holy Spirit said, the other part of God. God likes to talk. He is relational. I keep telling y'all God is relational. He wants to talk to you because relationships are built on communication. So if you're walking with God, you will be talking with God. So you need to know if your conversation is appropriate. Is it pleasing? Is it acceptable? So let the words of my mouth we're going to move right on in into our time of giving, our time of tithing, our time of offering, because this is a part of our worship. We are yet obedient in this season. We yet are worshipers in our tithing. That 10% that we give back to God, oh, that is our worship. And so if you have not prepared your giving, please do so. You can do that by going to nuantioch-aliante.org. Push the donate button and follow the prompts. A second way that you can do this is by texting 77977 to Nuantioch. All one word, follow the prompts all the way through. And we're going to give you every means to be obedient, every means to give back into this. And so if you have to do it through mail, our address is 2550 Nature Park Drive, Suite 100. Our zip code is 89084. We want to be careful to thank all of those who have remained obedient, who have remained generous. In the original Hebrew, the word let means what falls out of. What falls out. And then the words is translate sayings or conversations. So let the words of my mouth uh, basically mean that it's the conversation that falls out of my mouth. And then the meditation. The meditation is the, means like the, the resounding music, the resound, the resound. What continues? The musings of your heart. The re, what is the resounding music of your heart? What does your heart keep resounding? Resound, resound. That's the meditation of my heart. My heart meaning the inner man. So what falls out of my mouth in conversation and what keeps resounding in my inner man needs to be acceptable. It needs to be favored. It needs to be pleasing, pleasing in thy sight. And this word in the Hebrew, in thy sight, literally means in his face. They translate it in his sight, but the word means in his face. So what falls out of your mouth when you're in God's face? What falls out of your mouth when you're in God's face? Well, when are you in his face? All the time. Because you're walking with him. You're walking with him, so you're in his face all the time. And so what falls out of your mouth? Is it favorable? Is it acceptable? Are you walking with God while you're talking like the devil? Are you walking with God while talking like the devil? What do you mean by that? Talking negative, doubtful, cursing. I don't mean cussing, but that too. Cursing. 
that negative, those negative things that you say, that you release, speaking anxiety and depression, releasing what you don't want to happen. Releasing what you don't want to happen. Like these kids are going to be the death of me. Is that what you want to happen? My money is all messed up. I'm not going to have enough money to do what I need to do. Is that what you want to happen? Oh, I got a back at my back going to be hurting all day long. It's, is that what you want to happen? You're releasing what you don't want to happen or even accusing others, talking about people, saying she's this and she said that and he is this. But you guess what? The Bible says the devil is an accuser of the brethren. So when you're talking negative about yourself and other people, you're talking like the devil. Yeah. Being critical all the time is talking like the devil. So do you spend your whole walk with God arguing with God? What do you mean arguing with God? I'm not arguing with God. Yes, you are. He says something positive. You say something negative. He says something uplifting. You say something depressing. He says something strong. You say something weak. He says something good. You say something bad. He says something faith-filled. You say something doubt-filled. He says something confident. You say something insecure. We are supposed to be imitators of God. We're supposed to be walking with him. Walking with him is talking like him and acting like him. If you're not talking like him or acting like him, how could you be walking with him? He calls those things that are not as though they were. He's not a negative talking God. He told the lame to walk. He asked blind men, what do you see? He told dead people to get up. That he did tell the truth as it was. He, it's always the truth as soon as he says it. But sometimes he, he said some negative things, but he said the truth when it was just what it was. You guys are hypocrites. You whitewashed grave. But it's usually when he didn't want to change it. <laughs> you all are blind guys. He wasn't trying to train, change that. God would say stuff that is what it is. But when it was something that he wanted to change, when it's something that wasn't supposed to stay that way, then he spoke positively. So if you're going to walk with him, your conversation needs to be pleasing. It needs to be acceptable. It needs to be favored. Talk about what he favors. Talk about his favorite things. It's like this. It's like this. Uh, Pastor Sharonda and I walked together. That's, we didn't know that God was making her into a pastor at the time. We thought we was trying to lose weight. Right. But right. We, we walked together, but I have a tendency to be really critical. Um, it's a Parson thing. Parsons are critical. We pick apart stuff. But I understand how she feels about David. In their 20th anniversary yeah. just the other day. Yeah. There is no way I'm going to have a pleasant walk day to day with Sharonda and dog David. Right. I don't even try it. <laughs> I'll 
already know. Thank you. <laughs> I gave an example this morning with my son-in-law and my daughter. I ain't already know, but we pick on our kids. That's what parson people do. We pick on our kids. And 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 so, but if I say something about her, uh, he'll he'll speak right up. Oh, she all right. <laughs> Erica, you supposed to do something with your husband and say, oh, she all right. So I learned if I'm going to walk with him, I can't pick on my child. So I wait till he's not around. And I learned in walking with Sharonda, that certain, but you don't pick on folk that she's loyal to. You don't say nothing about the manners, and you better not say nothing about David, or we can't walk together. So what makes you think God wants to walk with you and have a pleasant walk with you and all you're doing is talking about his kids, especially you yourself? I don't want to hear you talk about if you're going to walk with God, the words of your mouth and the meditation of your heart has to be acceptable. It has to be favored. It has to be pleasing because you're in his face. He doesn't want to hear you talk about how bad you are all the time. He don't want to hear you talking about the ones he loves all the time. He doesn't want to hear you talk bad about, about you or his other children. The conversation needs to be positive. Y'all know some of y'all parents, the first thing somebody say bad about your kid, you're done with the relationship. But we talk bad about God's kids in his face all the time. What's falling out of it? Is that appropriate? You, know, so you, you, you need to, conversation in God needs to be positive. Why? Because positive words are where faith meets truth. Positive words are where faith meets truth. When you speak positively, it shows that you have faith in the truth. It's good to me. Now, the, the word positive means consisting in or characterize the presence or the possession of features or qualities rather than their absence. When it's positive, when you're being positive, uh -huh. you're focusing on the presence or the possession of something rather than the absence. Positive. Positive means to be constructive, to be optimistic, to be confident. There's no possibility of doubt. It means to be clear or definite. So let me get to that first part. Words that speak to the presence or the possession of what God said he has provided shows that your faith has met your truth. Say it again. Being positive means focusing on the presence or the possession of something, not the absence of it. So when your, your words speak to the presence, speak to the possession of what God said he had provided, then you're showing God that your faith has met your truth. Well, truth is anything God has said. The Bible says that Jesus is so completely everything God had to say that he is called the word. They call Jesus the word because if you look at Jesus, that's everything God had to say. So he's called the word. Then Jesus said, I am the truth. Okay. He is called the word. He says, I am the truth. Well, God's word are truth. Right? And then the Holy Spirit in us, it said, it's going to remind us of everything that Jesus said. 
Jesus is called the word of God. Jesus said, I am the truth. The Holy Spirit then reminds us of everything Jesus said. And so the Holy Spirit is called the spirit of truth. And that the spirit would lead us into all truth. And who is the truth? Jesus. What is Jesus? He's God's word. So God's word it's true. If God says it, it is truth, whether you can see it, whether you can feel it, or whether you even believe it or not. He is truth. So when you speak positively what God has said, when you speak out of your mouth that you are in possession of what God said, when you speak out of your mouth uh, that you are in possession of what God said, when you speak out of your mouth that what God said is present and it's not absent, then your faith meets your truth. If you have faith, you say. Mm -hmm. If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say to the mountain be thou removed it says if you don't doubt in your heart but believe what you say you will have whatever you say faith then is released in words but not just our words because everything we say is not the will of God so the requirement for having what you say come to pass is found in John chapter 15. In John chapter 15, it says, if you abide in me and my words yeah. abide in you, then you can say. Yeah. And it comes to pass. So faith is released in words. We give voice to the word of God. In this realm, we give voice to the word of God. The Bible says his word is near me, even in my mouth and in my heart. So when we speak that what God said I have is present and I possess it. When we speak that what God says I have is present and I possess it, meaning when I'm speaking positive, my faith meets my truth because truth is what God says and faith is that I believe it. Yeah. So when you walk with God, you have to talk like you believe what he said. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you put God in the position of walking with someone who is arguing with him the whole time about what he said. When you don't say what God says, you put him in a position of walking alongside somebody who's arguing with him the whole time about what he said. In other words, you basically treat him like he is a liar. You treat him like he's a liar. And who wants to walk and talk with somebody? That doesn't believe anything you say. Tell somebody this is a word walk. There's a song by Laura Daigle out there. It says you say I am loved. When I can't feel a thing. You say I am strong. When I think I'm weak. You say I'm held. When I'm falling short. And when I don't belong. You say, 
I'm yours. And I believe. I believe what you say of me. I believe. So, so God says, you're blessed and all your needs are met. And you say, I'm broke and you don't know where the rent's coming from. God says, you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And you say, you're not good enough and that you'll never be like the rest of them. God says, you can do all things in Christ. You say, I can't do that. That's too hard. I'm not smart like that. God says, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. You say, I've always been like this, and that's not going to change. God says, there's nothing too hard for him to do. And you say, there ain't no way under the sun that's going to happen. You're arguing with God. You're disputing everything that he said about you. Your words are supposed to give voice in this realm to what God has said in the heavenly realms. That's why he told us to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. You speak his will in this realm. That is, when you say thy kingdom come, thy will be done, and his will is released by what you say. Our great privilege in this world is to give voice to the word of God. That's the privilege of Christians. Nobody else gets to do that. Our privilege, our great privilege in this world we're living in is that we are the ones who give voice to the word of God. So when you talk positive, your faith meets truth. Otherwise... You're walking with God, but talking like he's a liar. I ask you again. Is your conversation appropriate for a walk with God? Somebody say, this is a word walk. Positive words are where faith meets truth. The, the other definitions of being positive are being constructive. Your words should build and not tear down. So stop picking apart everything in the name of being realistic. Right, right. Naida, right. stop picking everything apart in the name of being realistic. Yeah. I, I, I say my own name because it's my ouch, hallelujah. I can't say, I have to say ouch to that one because I'm a person that's, that's critical. I told you I'm a person. We pick stuff apart. And God says, stop picking everything apart in the name of being realistic. Because it's hard for me, Lamia, to say what I don't believe. It, it's hard for me to say what I don't believe. It's, it's hard for me to say, that was a really good word. When I know that word was wag. <laughs> it, it's hard for me. Oh, praise team, you did a wonderful God, the job today. When I heard the five wrong alto notes, I heard seven wrong soprano notes, and I heard the tenors just totally. Oh, it, it's hard for me to speak positive when that's not what I believe. But that doesn't mean it's for me to keep saying the negativity that I do believe. What I have to do is I have to start believing what I say when I say what I want to see instead of what I see already. I don't have to say what I don't believe. I got to start believing what I say. 
especially when I'm saying what I want to see. So I have to, to start believing what I say when I say what I want to see instead of just saying what I see already, which goes with the next definition, which is to be optimistic. That means you're going to believe for the better. I'm believing for the better. Try believing for the better even when you see the worst. As being positive. Because we are imitators of God. We are walking with a God who speaks what is not as if it was. Matter of fact, we serve a God who speaks what is not as if it was until it is. We are walking with a God who speaks what is not as if it was until it is. So being positive is being confident is there's no possibility of doubt is being clear is being definite confident means with faith c-o-n means with means with and fidelity with faith means faith so confident means with faith but confident in what that he will not fail me i am sure of it there is no possibility he won't do what he said there is no possibility that he won't do what he said there is no possibility that he won't do what he said I am positive I'm positive that I'm blessed I'm positive that in his timing everything's gonna turn out right I'm positive that I'm forgiven I'm positive that I'm saved I'm positive that I'm going to heaven I'm positive that I'm righteous that I'm called and that I am anointed I'm positive that I can do all things through Christ. I'm positive that he is a way maker even if I don't see the way. The only appropriate way to walk and talk with God is to speak positive words that connect faith to truth. So positive words are where faith meets truth but negative words are where doubt meets fear. You see, walking with God is a journey. And I heard somebody say, don't be so focused on the destination that you fail to enjoy the journey. Right. Right. So our words are a big part of that. Mm-hmm. We often are trying to get somewhere. You so focus on getting a degree, you forgot to enjoy college. Help us. I hear people say all the time, Ain't nothing in Las Vegas, ain't nothing on that trail from Reno, from Las Vegas to Reno but desert. Ain't nothing but desert. Because they just focus on getting from city to city. But I enjoy the journey. There's a, there's a great store in Beatty where there's candy and nuts and it's a big beautiful store in Beatty. And then there's a nice ghost town uh, called Goldfield. It looks like the Old West. And then there's the beautiful hills as you go into Tonopah. And then when you go into Hawthorne, there's this beautiful lake called Walker Lake. And it goes around the mountains. And you drive through the mountains and look at the way. And then you get to Fallon. It's like an oasis in the middle of the desert. And then when you get to the freeway to get to Reno, you drive along the Truckee River. But some people only see the desert. Because you're just trying to get to Reno. Well, in this walk with God, your words are a big part of that. Some of you just trying to get to heaven and you're missing the entire journey. You're not enjoying the journey with God because your negative words take all the joy out of the journey. 
When you talk negatively, that's the opposite of the definition of positive. Now you're talking in terms of absence and lack. You're talking about what you don't have. You're talking destruction. You're being pessimistic instead of optimistic. You're being insecure instead of confident. You're being full of doubt and you're unclear and you're indefinite and it takes all the joy and all the hope and all the ambition and all the anticipation and all the excitement out of life. Ask me how I know. Your journey with God then becomes a fight and a struggle and an argument the whole time. You spend all of your saved life disagreeing with God. So you end up nowhere. Ten years from now, you're in the same spiritual place you were in ten years ago. These negative words are where doubt meets fear. When you speak negative words, you're expressing your doubt which then leads to fear when you doubt God's goodness, when you don't trust his judgment, when you don't believe what he says, it will bring you to fear. How many parents in the room? Imagine what it would be like as a parent to have your children right there with you at all times, but they're always worried, fearful, negative, and expecting you to fail them. heartbreaking it would be for a father because some fathers are going through this right now that your kids are worried about what they're going to eat today that breaks a father's heart yeah. that to see your kids nervous and anxious because they don't know whether you're going to provide that breaks a mom's heart that your kids are so nervous all the time. You're right there with them, but they're scared and nervous and fearful. It's heartbreaking. But what do you think God feels about that as he's walking with us and we're worried about the rent that we're worried about tomorrow. We're worried and we're pulling our hair out and we can't hardly make it because we're so fearful. Negative and pessimistic about life. Some of you are negative about life. You're negative about love. You're negative about your money. You're negative about your health. You're negative about work. You're negative about ministry. Negative words are where doubt meets fear. And y'all know what they say about fear. Fear is false evidence appearing real. F-E-A-R. False evidence appearing real. And this is true for most of you. What you're worried and fearful about hasn't even happened yet. I am so say, yeah, it hadn't even happened. It's in your head. It's in your way of viewing life. You don't like to be disappointed. You don't like to be wrong. And you don't like to be caught off guard. You want to be in control. So you fear. You take the false evidence and make it real in your own mind. Guess what? Your low, your low self-esteem is not real. That's in your head. You're not feeling good enough, it's not real. There's no such thing as good enough. It's not real. Your fear that if you don't work like a machine, you're going to lose everything is not real. You're thinking that no one likes you and that people are talking about you. These people don't even know you. That is not real. Your fear about your children is not real. They're right in the next room and you're freaking out about what might happen to them next year. It's not next year. So whatever you're freaking about in your mind, whatever you're freaking about, uh, freaking out about in your mind is not real. The kid is right there. Go ahead, go ahead. Your husband is home every night. And you just checked his phone. So, well, you know what? It wasn't no... It wasn't no 
It wasn't nothing on there. It wasn't no text on there. You'd have checked all his emails, and he's sitting home next to you every night. And, and, and so all that you think is going to happen if he see that chick next week ain't even real. Because you can torment yourself and raise your blood pressure and end up in the depths of anxiety and depression just by creating in your mind what is not real. Ask me how I know I can get myself in a full-fledged depression just with what's going on in my mind. And that's why the Bible says that the words of my uh, my mouth and the meditations of my heart, all that stuff that's going on in your head that's not real, that brings you to fear, most of it's not real. It's just resounding music in your heart that keeps going on over and over and over again, and it's not real. It's doubt about the goodness of God, and it's doubt about his plan for your life. But fear is not just from false evidence appearing real. Some fear is from factual evidence absolutely real. That's that stuff that scares me. It's still F-E-A-R, but it's factual evidence absolutely real. There are some things we face in life that are absolutely real. That cancer was real. Your child in prison is real. That mental illness is real. The repossessed car, the eviction notice, the pink slip, the overdue bills, that affair that you can't prove because you did see the text on the phone, that addiction that you're engaging in, those are real things to fear. Whether it's fictional or whether it's factual, whether it's false evidence or factual evidence, they are are both fear. But again, you are walking and talking with God and, you, and, and, and you're talking negative. Mm-hmm. Even when there are things of fear, you're talking negative. And I have to ask you, who do you think you're talking to? Even if the stuff is real, this is the God of the universe with the whole world in his hand. You still have to say what he says. You may not see a way, but don't let doubt meet fear because you're walking with a way maker. You may be sick, but don't let doubt meet fear because you're walking with a healer. You may be unemployed, but don't let doubt meet fear because you're walking with a provider. Your marriage may have broken your heart, but don't let doubt meet fear because you're walking with a heart fixer. Everyone in your house might be crazy, but don't let doubt meet fear because you're walking with a mind regulator. You might be an impossible situation but don't let doubt meet fear because you're walking with a miracle worker maybe every generational issue might be hitting your life but don't let doubt meet fear because you're walking with the one who can speak a word and turn your life around who did you think you were talking to instead of talking negative about what you imagine or about what you see, speak positive. Speak words that build. Tell God who he is and watch him be himself. You're walking along with God. No matter what you see or don't see, just tell God who he is and watch him be himself. Oh, that's good to me. This is a word walk. Yeah. You have to learn to have an appropriate conversation if you're going to walk with God. Yes. Who did you think uh-huh. you were talking to? 
because your words give voice to his words. On this walk, his word is the lamp unto your feet. It's the light unto your path, even if it only lights up the next step. Sometimes he only lights up, Sharonda, the step you're on. Somebody say, this is a word walk. When are you going to change the way you talk? Yeah, when are you going to change the way you talk? New Antioch, when are you going to change the way you talk? Because if the word is not changing, then the life is not changing. Has that, how can this sermon be life-changing, God, if, if it's not word-changing, it's not life-changing? Because we hear this all the time. God, I asked him to make this day different. So here's how. Today, pick one thing you need to stop saying. Pick one thing you need to stop saying. Get it in your mind. Get it in your mind right now. Text your friend. Text your family. Ask them. If you don't know what you need to stop saying, I bet they can tell you. And here's something better. Those of you that can hear the voice of God, ask God what he's tired of hearing you say. I mean, right now. We want this to be life-changing. Ask him right now, God, what are you tired of hearing me say? Write it down. Put it in your pad. Put it on your device. Write it somewhere that thing in mind ask the Holy Spirit to convict you every time you say it matter of fact ask the Holy Spirit to punch you in the throat every time you say it ask the Holy Spirit to hit you in your gut every time you say it I want you to get that thing in your mind right now what is the resounding music that keeps going on in your heart because it's out of the heart that the mouth speaks. What is it that keeps falling out of your mouth that is not appropriate conversation for a walk with God? What is the one thing you need to stop saying? Or write it down somewhere. Have your friends keep you accountable. Now, what is the one thing you need to start saying? What is something that you need to start saying? Get that thing, write it on your phone. Write it up, put it on your refrigerator. I know you're going there. <laughs> Tell a friend what you're gonna start saying. Let them hold you accountable. Make it a poster. Y'all know how to do, uh, get somebody that's tech savvy and tell them make you a poster. Make it a screensaver. Make it your home screen. Make it your wallpaper. I had to look them terms up, but y'all know. <laughs> Put it on your mirror. Don't forget to do it. Put it in your face. Because when are you going to change the way you talk? Y'all win. Because the way you talk is inappropriate for walking with God. It's tearing down and it's not building up. Do you want to be right or do you want God to be right? Do you want what you say is right? Some of y'all just want to be right. I told them that marriage wasn't going to work. Told you if you didn't do it, my you just want to be right. Do you want to be right? Or do you want God to be right? 
If you want God to be right, say what he says. Stop arguing with him as you walk with him. If you're serious, if you're serious about your walk with God, this is a word walk. God likes to talk. So stop talking back to him like he's a liar. When are you going to change the way you talk? Start now. But one thing you're going to stop saying, one thing you're going to start saying, and say, God, I'm going to say what you say. And here's something better. How about, Lord, you talk and I just say amen? Because I believe every word you say. I'm going to be open with you. I'm always transparent, so there's nothing new. I had a conversation with my husband. He was asking me, you know, why I'm so uh, serious all the time. And why don't I kick back, laugh, and talk when I'm at home? I'm very dry by the time I get home. Um, and I had to think about that thing. And I, I began to think about it, and I got very intellectual about it. And I said that the issue is I, I, I'm not depressed anymore. I've dealt with depression all my life. So now depression kind of is in the way that I think. And so I, I, I'm not depressed, but I said, I think the issue is I don't have any joy in my life. The only fun I have is when I preach to y'all. <laughs> and, and really, that's, that's the only fun I usually have. And I said, I just don't have any joy in my life. It's not that I'm depressed. I just don't have any joy in my life. And when I was working on this message, God said to me, that's what I need you to stop saying. Stop saying you don't have any joy in your life. He said, one, one of my favorite songs is, Jesus, you're the center of my joy. That's one of my favorite songs, teacher. And I'm singing, Jesus, you're the center of my joy. And then I turn around and I say, I don't have any joy in my life. Who did I think I was talking to? I'm talking to my joy, telling him I don't have none. And the thing that I have to start saying is that God will not fail me. Y'all see this project right here? This is a beautiful church. A great piece of property. The landscape design. I've been at this for 10 years. I don't have the money for this, Rep. BJ. The church don't have money to build this church right now. To start to say to myself, it don't matter how long this has been going on. God said to do this. I believe what he says. God will not fail me. Yeah. What do you need to stop saying? And what do you need to start saying? Because I believe every word you say. Every word you say. Every word you say, God. The song goes a little something like this. You say I am love when I can't feel a thing. You say I am strong when I think I am weak. You say I am heavy. Sure. 
says about you is that you were worth him dying for and you need to be in relationship with God some of you need to come back to God today and get back on this walk with him so you just really need to believe what he says about you but come on and walk with God get on this walk with him so say this prayer with me if you're listening by live stream you need to be on this walk with God and listen to what he has to say about you enjoy this journey of life man and then when we get to the other side it's gonna be all good and so say these words with me either if you've never said them before or you said them before and you just need to rededicate your life to God and even those of you that came to christen this baby if you want her to be raised with God then you need to make sure that you're with God yourself and so as we dedicate this child, I hope all of you rededicate yourself to walk with God. So say these words with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. Come into my heart. I want to walk with you. Forgive me for everything I've done wrong. And I'll live for you. And I'll walk with you for the rest of my life and in the life to come in jesus name amen now if you believe that prayer we believe that you're saved we believe that you are born again that you are now in relationship with god and now what you need is a pastor and a church home you need a village and i would love to be your pastor we're in a time where people are believing they don't need a pastor anymore but i guarantee you you need one and i would love to be that one for you we would love to be your church family so right there in the comments, just give us your name and contact information. We want to send you a book called Salvation 101 Saved. And it will help you on this next stage of your journey. Or if you'd like to join this church, we are accepting new members. And so if you'd like to join this church, again, we'd love to be your church family. Just put in the comments that you would like to be a member. There are people right now who are looking at your comments to get you to be a part of us. 
If you're on your device and you don't want to get off your device right now, go to newantioch.org, newantioch-eliante.org, newantioch-eliante.org, and go to the connect button and fill out that information and we will get to you to have you be part of our body or to make sure we get that book to you. To get you connected to a community group. There's a community group somewhere near you, I'm sure, where you can join. Or you do. Matter of fact, we're doing community groups virtually, so it doesn't matter. You could be in New York and be in a community group with us that will help you on this journey. So please do that. We'd love to be your family. Those of you that are here in the sanctuary, is there anyone who either prayed that prayer today and you'd like that book? It'll help you on your journey. And you're saved today. Amen. Right here. Someone from our Connect team. Amen. God bless you. Anyone else? Anyone else? Right back here? Right here. Amen. This young lady here. This young lady here. This young lady here. Get them that book. Y'all lady right here in the front. Were you saved before? You've been saved before? Amen. You saved before and you've seen before and we'll get that book and I, I, you'll enjoy just getting the basics of what you need to do and they're going to get some information just in case you need a church home we would love to have you be here with us amen amen anyone else gonna get around here make sure I didn't miss anybody thank God let's be excited about those that God is dealing with this this afternoon amen when I think I'm weak, and you say I am held, when I am falling short, and when I don't belong, you say I am yours. Tell the Lord, when I believe. This is not a word I can play hands on you and you're going to walk in it. You have to just walk in it. You have to just walk. I can't pray for you and make you change what you say. But we can pray for God to begin to at least convict you about the words you say and tell you that's not appropriate for walking with me. So we're just going to pray a general prayer today. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, you know every need that's in this house. You know every word that we need to stop saying. You know every word that we need to start saying. God, I ask you right now to walk up and down these aisles and convict us of the way we talk in your face. God, change the way we talk. Let this sermon be word changing so that it can be life changing. In the mighty name of Jesus, flow through this room right now. Let your power rest in this room right now. Let them never be the same. God, and whatever needs they came in here with, God, let them hear what you say and believe what you say and leave here saying, I believe, I believe what you say of me. I believe. Amen, amen. We are so grateful for all of you that worship with us today. And as we, uh, as we get to dismissal, we do want you uh, to 
come by. They're going to dismiss you, but we're going to have you come this way so you can see the building. There's also, if you all would give me those frequently asked questions, there are a lot of questions that people have asked, like, why are we building a, another church? Who's going to go up to that church? Um, how are we going to pay for this? So if they have any questions about the uh, project that we're doing, there's still time uh, for you to... Um, give in our offering today. We would love for you to give in our offering today. Uh, just go to newantioch-aliante.org and you can give to this project. Whatever it is that you have, we're going to do this on one offering a month. Until God provides another way, we're going to take that one offering and give it to God like two fish and five loaves of bread. And we believe every time we break it off, it's going to be more and more until we finish this project. If you would like to give here in person, just raise your hand. If God, something has touched your heart, raise your hand and with the, the sanctuary attendants will give you an offering envelope and you can actually give today any of your offering that you would like to give today. Uh, just raise your hand if you need an offering envelope. Here's it right here. An offering envelope here. Amen. And if you want to give to the rally, we're taking that today. So you can give here today or you can, again, as they told you earlier, give by text uh, and or give at newantioch-aliante.org. Just go to the drop down uh, for giving. Uh, so we'll, however you want to be blessed, we believe that you'll be blessed for your giving. So the, the frequently asked questions are, why are we building a new church? Why now? Where is it going to be? What's the size? Um, what should, uh, why should uh, these two sites build a third site? Who's going to go? How can we give? All of those questions are answered um, in there. And so you can get this on the way out. Yes. Uh, so they'll be standing on the way out. But please come this way. Take a look at it. Take a real close look at it. And then on your way out, you can get the, if you have questions, uh, most of them are there. Again, don't forget your rally. I don't know if did they put the rally up. How are we doing on our rally? Put those numbers up. These are the ones. All right. We're at 33%. All right. Got two more months, y'all. Let's get it. We're doing all right. Let's get it. You can give. There uh these are the people that have already given. We just do it by number. They'll never know your name. Just And you don't have to have um, said you were going to give the 2021. If you could give 1,010, you could give 550. Whatever you say you're going to give, we are going to keep track. Uh, just see Pastor Sharonda. Tell her or, t or text us what you want to give. And, uh, and we'll just give you a number. And it's just showing where we are. So we're, we're getting there. We're climbing up that ladder. We, we, and our goal, again, is to do 35000 for now. But we want to go way over that because everything over that uh, gets to go to our Sunrise Mountain Project. Amen. Um, everybody's been asking about when we're open, even though it looks a little full in here. We are not open yet officially. We're looking to open April 11th. Uh, opening Easter. Easter is a week before that. That's going to be a little bit too much to try to open Easter Day. So the week after Easter, April 11th, we're going, we're trying to open. Our youth department is looking at how we can do children's church. So we want to open with a new look and with our children's church open uh, and everything, we can go to about 50%. So it will be first come, first serve. So if you roll in here at 115, you might not be able to get in. Uh, so, but if everybody asks, when are you guys opening? We're shooting for April 
11th. If you all would do right and wear these masks and sanitize and stay up out of people's face. Just get in God's face. Everybody else, back it up. We can get out of this pandemic and uh, get back to service. So that's the date we're looking at. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. So finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind and live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy wave until we can give holy kisses again. All the saints here salute all the saints that are listening from home or from work or in your car. Amen. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen and amen. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope this message really reached you. If you'd like to know more about our campuses, you can visit our central campus at newantioch.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dot org. Or for our Aliante campus, you can visit us at newantioch-aliante.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dash A-L-I-A-N-T-E. If you'd like to sow a seed into this ministry, you can do so by texting New Antioch to 77977 for Aliante Campus or for Central Campus, that's New Antioch Central at 77977.